Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Colin Brown, and you are listening to the Fools on Stools podcast. I am joined today, as always, by my two co-stars, co-hosts, Anthony Council and Kevin Walker. Today is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Hopefully, you're all having a wonderful day today. We got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. Of course, everything happening this past weekend from both college football and the NFL. We've got Draymond Green punching teammates and getting leaked by TMZ. The next great prospect, maybe greatest prospect ever in Victor Wimbanyama. And of course, the MLB postseason is full in effect. The division round series has started uh, as of yesterday. So we got to get into that. Boys, how are we feeling today? I just want to say I'm sorry, big dog. Look, I, I, I know we're not going to that first, but... We'll, we'll talk about that later. But look, 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 look man, it's it's gonna go. It's gonna be fine. Okay? It's baseball. There's multiple games. Yeah, I, I just, you're you're good. I know we have to talk about it, but I just that's gonna be one where I'm just. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna really take a lot to bring the energy out of me. For for so, those who don't know, the Seattle Cullen Seattle Mariners. Or we could save it for later in the show, Kevin. You don't have to bring it up right now. <laughs> well, what if people I don't think, know? I well, think everybody on this well, show. Well, they they will know. I think everybody on this show knows that. <laughs> trying to get us copyright. That, <laughs> I think everybody knows that Cullen is a Seattle fan. I think, yeah. Like, they, if, if they, they check your the the Twitter, they'll know for the, sure. Absolutely. absolutely. But without any further ado, let's jump into the world of college football, where we had some really great games this past weekend. Obviously, uh, the University of Alabama without Bryce Young barely escapes Texas A&M in Tuscaloosa 24-20. to Georgia handily takes care of Auburn. They move up into the top spot in the newest AP poll. Ohio State with C.J. Stroud takes care of Michigan State in East Lansing, 49-20. to And everything else from the world of college football, there's also plenty of other scores we want to talk about. Anthony, what was your big college football takeaway from this past weekend? You know, this past week was actually a bit past weekend. Was I, I was very, very pleased, um, especially with Alabama and A&M. Um, I've been saying this for the for the longest time. A and M, they just like to talk a lot, and it's they're like very loud. they're very very loud. Right. And I mean, all props to to their team and their head coach for sure. But it's like you can't come out here and think that you're going to whoop Alabama when you lose to. And I'm giving and, and I got to give credit to what creditors do to Appalachian State and Mississippi State. They're two very good teams, but I mean. It was a close game. Well, let's not kid ourselves. A&M should have beat Appalachian State. They should have. Absolutely. Nah, no way. <laughs> you don't think so? Absolutely not. Why not? I don't know what you're smoking on. Because it's Appalachian State, North Carolina, you know. You see the level of recruits that A&M gets. There's no way that a team like Literally Appalachian State. Literally the best State. recruiting class that they've ever had. I and people are decommitting. don't yeah. care. The way they almost beat North Carolina, you can't sleep on Appalachian State if you're, going, if you're playing them. Because... Because I'll give you this. I don't if, even know if they have any more top matchups. If Appalachian State got blown out by North Carolina, then okay, I can see AM easily beating them. But after that close game, yeah, I'm not sleeping on Appalachian State. Absolutely not. Especially not against AM. Even, um, even 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 if you have the number one recruiting class in the whole entire, you know, country. It doesn't matter. Well, to talk about more important games, Oklahoma <laughs> State, Texas Tech, a shootout if you want. Uh that game was insane. I mean, they went back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Texas Tech had to play their freshman, uh, their freshman uh, was quarterback. Their, 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 their third stringer. Yeah, their third string quarterback. Morton, but they, but yeah. this guy's supposed to be like good, highly touted prospect, big guy. Go to Texas Tech. He did pretty well. Uh, Oklahoma State did very good. They are very. I think 
Tennessee and Oklahoma State are one of are two of the teams that might not have had all that much recognition going into the season. I know Tennessee had some. Oklahoma State is real deal though. Absolutely, yeah. No, and Spencer Sanders did not have the best game. I think he barely just missed out missed out on fifty percent completion percentage, which is not something you expect of a high level Division One quarterback. But they were still able to come away with the win at home versus a very formidable opponent. Um, so that was really impressive from Oklahoma State side. Uh, yeah, no, that was a really great game. Uh, and I, our own Zach Babb was actually in attendance for this one, so we got to see it live and in person. True. Yeah. But uh, me personally, I thought there was a lot of great games on the docket. Um, I think UCLA though, UCLA was, versus mm, Utah. Yeah. Was probably my favorite. Uh, Chip Kelly looks like he has a squad there. They are now six and zero, three and zero in the Pac-12, winning forty-two to thir- thirty-two. Excuse me, over the Utah Utes. Still recovering. Yeah, still recovering. Um, But this was a very big statement win for UCLA. We've been talking about Oregon. We've talked about Utah. We've talked about USC. UCLA is making the case that if you're talking about the Pac-12, you can't forget about the the Bruins. And I think they really made a statement this past Saturday. Yeah, yeah, UCLA. I mean, they they haven't lost a game. I mean, they're undefeated still, I believe so. And, I mean, I think that, you know, this the the schedule that's coming up, I think is going to be... A little bit iffy for them. Um, I'm very excited to see them go against. Uh, excuse you. Um, you're, I, I hope you're Sorry. okay, Colin. No, you're <laughs> fine. No, I'm messing with you. Um, uh, I was actually talking to someone uh, yesterday who's a, a top-notch college football junkie, knows everything about college football, um, and is a student here too at UNT as well. And he was saying that you know UCLA they have a great team and stuff, which is phenomenal. Um, just we got to see if they're going to win the, the Pac-12. That, that, that that's the biggest thing. And, I mean, I think that UCLA-USC game, whenever that does happen, mm-hmm. if both those teams are undefeated and they got to go against each other, ah, man, it's it's, it's going to be a tough out for, for either one of those teams. Yeah. I mean, arguably with Oregon in discussion, that's going to be for the Pac-12. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a big-time game. It's going to be at UCLA uh, November 19th. Um, USC will be traveling to UCLA. Uh, the Trojans look phenomenal. Uh, Caleb Williams, again, winning whenever you don't play at your best. is so key for these teams here in these October games because this is a game where you could potentially slip up and really kind of hurt your team earlier in the season. You, these teams are they're handling their business, though. Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans defeated Washington State 30-14. Uh, to 14. Really great performance by the USC offense. I think it's one of the better offenses in college football. One thing I just also want to point out, the University of Tennessee. Now mm. beat uh, the LSU Tigers forty to thirteen. They don't even look like LSU on the road. Yeah, no, it's it's been downhill ever since. That but Tennessee looks, and I know we kind of talked about this earlier. Tennessee looks so good. Yeah, they really do. They, they finally have a quarterback worthy of actually competing at this high level. Was this their first quarterback since? I don't even know who all has been there, well, but Peyton Manning. I mean, well, who's been there? Uh, well, they've had quarterbacks, Kevin. <laughs> well, I know, but <laughs> well, you're, I think what like, you're saying, like legitimate like level quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah. like he's the guy, he's like, the dude. I mean, you could arguably say that he's been one of the Hendon Hooker, uh, two touchdowns uh, on the day through the air, and they also added 56 yards on the ground. They do play Alabama this upcoming next week. Oh yeah, um, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. If if Bryce Young does not play, look out for the Tennessee Volunteers in that one. Yeah, I mean, even be, if Bryce Young does play. Alabama hasn't been. I mean, I hate to be the one that questions Nick Saban, but how Alabama hasn't looked as great as they normally have. Like they look beatable. Normally they don't look beatable. They yeah. look beatable. Yeah. I think Tennessee has a very good shot at this game. I think I don't want to say it's a coin flip necessarily, but Tennessee has a very good shot at making this 
at least interesting. It is in Knoxville too. Just to yeah, I mean that yeah. that stadium, that that atmosphere is electric. Yeah, I was talking to um the same guy I was talking to about this about this game specifically. He said if Bryce Young plays, thirty eight, thirty Alabama. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play, it's gonna be think twenty eight to like twenty mm-hmm. or twenty seven. Interesting. Tennessee. Interesting. It's still going to be close, but... I mean, it's not like their backup is bad. We know no, Alabama right. is plug-in, place-in, five-star recruits exactly. all, all day. Um, you know, I mean, we know that's what they do, but, I mean, Bryce Young is a Heisman candidate. He's right. won before. He's still in there. Um, he's dealing with some injuries, but Tennessee's good, man. All around, yeah. they are very good. I just think the problem with this Alabama team is you don't have that wide receiver core that you no. are so used to. I mean, you had what? You had Ruggs. You had um, Devonta Smith, Waddle, uh, Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Uh, I mean, you can the list goes on with the names that they had. I think they had like four legit wide receivers in the NFL now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you saw that one picture where like all the top four wide receivers. Yeah, they were, were there. Yeah, and right now Bryce mm-hmm. Young is just he's still. It's like he's still trying to find a number one. Yeah, I mean, Jameer Gibbs has been doing everything for them. The running back, he's, right? He led them in rushing, obviously throughout this entire season, and he's been one of their leading receivers out of the backfield as well. Um, but we've got a lot of other games happening on next week. Oh, how Al- about that Big Twelve? The Alabama Tennessee is one of six uh, ranked matchups. Uh, next next week. week's gonna be big. Yeah, it's gonna be big time. We are we are in the thick of college football where you can just sit down and watch good game after good game after. You don't have to go searching. But one before we yeah. jump to next week, we gotta talk about the Big Twelve. Kansas and TCU. Oh my yeah. God, that game was insane. And they Kansas didn't even have their starting quarterback. No, they didn't. He got uh, knocked out. What was it? Fairly early in that game. If yeah, did. It's kind of being loomed that he could return for the season. He might be out for the season. No one really knows for sure yet. Um, but regardless, Kansas, they look like a team. Like, yeah, they do. Like a legit, like contending team. Not like they. They obviously look like a contending team in the Big Twelve, but. They look like a team who could really compete with some top 10, 15 schools. Um, they're currently ranked number 19. Uh, TCU's ranked six to, uh, 17th. TCU's also very legit. Like, the most recognition I've ever seen TCU get since, what, Trayvon Boykin? Around that time, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking about yeah. some really good TCU teams, and they are, look they like, the Big 12, I hate to be biased, but the Big 12 this year looks, like, pretty good, like, Kansas, Kansas State, uh, TCU, Texas looks like they're kind of you know doing a little bit better. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, we'll talk about later, but I mean they've got a lot of teams in the top twenty-five. Excuse me, but I don't know if they have that quite elite team. I mean you can no, argue they, maybe Oklahoma yeah. State or maybe you know <laughs> TCU as you just mentioned, but I think the Big Twelve overall as a conference, yeah, you can look at it as a really competitive like jam packed conference. I just don't know if they're going to be able to compete with the, you know, Alabamas, the Georgias, no, yeah. the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Clemsons, yeah. the USCs. I comp- yeah, I agree. I, I can, I, so, I agree. I can see that too. I think Oklahoma State's probably the best team in the Big Twelve, uh, but I don't know if they have the, you know, if they can rank up with those SEC SEC schools. Um, but I'm just saying Big 12 looks a lot more competitive. They look better than they have in the past because Big 12 has struggled a lot. Yeah, and I mean, for Kansas, they look amazing. I mean, Choctaw looks, I mean, incredible. Rock like, Chalk Jayhawk. Hello. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it was funny. I was watching it on game day, and this is the most hype Kansas football has gotten 
Probably ever. Ever. Yeah, probably like, ever. Because mostly it's all basketball. Like basketball takes over mm-hmm. as king. So does in that Kansas. mean they're gonna have a bad basketball season? Nah. No. It's Kansas. Nah. No, I, I think don't think they Kevin's, can. Like, Kevin's a little wishful now when I, basketball I'm season. Not, hey, right. All I'm saying is that loss to Kansas don't look so bad, does it? No, oh, Texas. Boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, but I think <laughs> I think No, it's still bad. But kind of like what you said, if they lose if if their starting quarterback is out for the year for the season, it's still kind of looming. Nobody knows for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, their quarterback, their backup, still did some. He had some good looks, did some good, some great things. Uh, I mean, I still expect them to win against OU this week. It's kind of funny. Ooh. I saw somebody tweet out that Kansas is going to be playing OU, and it should be a good bounce back week for them. <laughs> I saw that tweet, and I was just like, I never in my years would I ever think that Kansas playing OU would be a good bounce back week. Well, and that's and that's so crazy because in your lifetime, have you ever known Oklahoma to not be in the discussion when we're talking about the top teams in the Big Twelve? No, you're right. It's always a shootout with Texas, Oklahoma. I know. Well, we're, we're, I mean, not even just them, but just like Lily. I mean, because we were just naming the top Big, big Twelve teams. We mentioned Oklahoma State, yep. TCU, Kansas State. Normally, Kansas. Oklahoma is in that conversation. Usually, Oklahoma is like number one, the first one. You yeah. Yeah. And they and just have not been hidden this year. Well, we kind of thought, you know, I'm not going to gloat that much about it. I want to, but I'm not going to. 49 0, nothing big As deal. He continues Go to ahead. About it. <laughs> anyway, Go ahead. I'm I just, mean, I mean, look, look, it's one of the biggest games of the year I'm just on glad the calendar that, I'm just, of all sports. I'm just, glad that, I'm just glad that Quinn Ewers is back. He's look, He looks good. Um, and that he's he's doing his thing. Um, I'm glad all of our, all of our, si- all sides of the ball are firing on all calibers. Um, but Oklahoma, we kind of thought with with Brett Vittables kind of going there, maybe their offense would take a step back, but their defense would kind of step up. He's known for you know leading that Clemson defense to some great national championship games. Um, it just doesn't look that good. I don't know what's wrong. Maybe it's the turnover. It's got to take a while to set in, but it's it doesn't look good in Oklahoma right now. I mean, and, and, and it's going to happen. Every team's going to have their turnover. Texas had their turnover where they were really bad for a while. Um, and maybe Oklahoma's looking down the bad end of a barrel. Yeah, I mean, I because mean, this is what I've said about the three teams that I thought were going to kind of switch it around, and they have really just, you know, flipped their team on its head. Notre Dame, um, LSU, and Oklahoma. I mean— I think that next year they're going to be a lot better than they were now. Yeah. Because, I mean, just think about it. Clemson last year was god-awful. It was bad. They were terrible. Mm -hmm. But then now, as he's made some improvement, it's like, okay, Clemson is the Clemson that we know. They're doing better. Yeah, they're doing good. They're doing better. So I I, I just think that, you know, this year for those three teams that I said specifically... I think that this year is kind of like uh, an area of rough patches for them. And then next year, obviously, there's going to be more improvement. And I think that they're going to be right back to where they were, honestly. But Fair. Oklahoma does look really bad right now. Fair enough. Like, in the beginning of the season, yeah. I thought they looked decent. Well, they were undefeated for a while. Yeah, like, they looked good. And then all of a sudden, just, like, the losses just started to rack up. Yeah. And I just don't think Oklahoma—if if, if Oklahoma is going to be the same way as they are this year and— um. They're going to the SEC with Texas. Yeah, you're gonna have to make some serious changes. Next year's gonna look crazy. It's gonna be way different. Yeah, you're gonna have to make bit. some serious changes. You're gonna have you're gonna have to play Texas every single year if well, this is not the only offense. Texas, but Texas is like probably one of the bottom three most threatening SEC schools come next year. True. I mean, you're talking. You gotta play Alabama every year. Well, well, so you're, when you say by threatening, what do you mean by that? Meaning like. Bottom three, like I'm not as afraid to play Texas as I am to play Alabama, Georgia, uh, 
Tennessee, you know, you name it, Florida, Florida. I mean, SEC yeah. stacked. So, so it's like Texas isn't even the most threatening school to you're going to play. So you're saying they're not in the top three? I thought you said they, they were no, no, in the no, top no, three. no. Texas is not ready to be a top three caliber in the SEC. It's going to okay. take a while for that to. I just want to make sure. No, yeah, I'm not. I mean, delusional. maybe maybe when Arch Manning gets there, they they, 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 they might be top three. <laughs> we'll see. Who what, knows? We'll you know? see. We'll see what the future looks <laughs> looks, looks like then. Yeah. Uh, no. But looking into week seven. There's a uh, lot of good games. A lot here. of good games. I think Michigan, Penn State is going to be crazy. Uh, Michigan be ranked number five, Penn State number 10. I think Michigan has always been that school to start off hot. They were the first team to clinch a to clinch a bowl game this year. Um, they're 6-0. and Penn State's 5-0. and I, I think Michigan's a different beast this year. You think so? Because that's I, the thing is, like, Michigan's I, always really good, well, and then they lose well, that one game. Well, that's the thing. If you've been paying attention to the Michigan era under John Harbaugh, Harbaugh is, doesn't hadn't forgotten how to coach. I mean, yes, no, it's, been, yeah. up it's and down. been up and down. Well, that's the thing, but he hasn't had the quarterback play that he's needed to to compete with these top-level schools, and he has that this year. J.J. Mm-hmm. McCarthy, the uh, new man on campus, has been lighting it up. Ever since Cade McNamara went down with injury, J.J. McCarthy has taken this offense to new heights. And if this is going to be a major test for him, don't get me wrong, Penn State, yeah. that's a very formidable team in the Big Ten. Uh, definitely a very big test for this Michigan squad. I think if J.J. McCarthy shows up for this weekend, look out Ohio State and look out the rest of the uh, rest of the conference, rest of the country, because Michigan is here to play. John Harbaugh, he's been always searching for He's been a quarterback away. He's developed great defensive players, especially defensive front. He's developed skill position players. He's great offensive lines. He's finally got his quarterback. I think Michigan, this is the year, if any year, that they can really put a force into the college football playoff. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. But one of the games that I'm definitely looking forward to um, – Nothing against that game because I know that game's going to be right. well, intense. Well, hold on, real quick. So, Michigan, was that the game where their running back scored like four touchdowns in a game? What game? Last week. Last week, yes, I believe so. So, he's one, He's like a Heisman candidate, right? Uh, McCarthy? Yeah, he should be. Well, I'm talking about the, the running back. I, I mean, I guess. Mm, not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's kind of up in the air if you look at the <coughs> Heisman watch list. Hinden Hooker from Tennessee's obviously got to be mentioned in there. Yeah. Uh, CJ Stroud from Ohio State. Bryce Young, I think, has been too injured to kind of really be consistently up there, but he's gonna be there. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's Bama. Yeah, yeah. but no, the Michigan. I don't know if you could pit one guy from Michigan to be a Heisman finalist, so that kind of hurts them almost a little bit, right? If if there is such a term, but yeah, no, I think they've got a really good squad over there. But Anthony, as you were saying, what game yeah. were you looking towards? I mean, I mean, I mean, just by talking about this Michigan Penn game before I go into the um to the other one. I mean, the spread is very close. It's plus seven, minus seven. I mean, that's very, very close. And I mean, it's Michigan at home. Michigan, yeah, in Ann Arbor. Yep. Yeah, uh, if they were playing at Penn and it was the whiteout game, oh boy, Michigan would have a hard time. But going on to another game that is um, just as important as the Penn Michigan game, I'm excited to see Oklahoma State versus TCU. Talking about the Big 12 we were just talking about. Should be good. That game is going to really see and really decide who are the men and who are the boys. It's going to be, it's going to be, I don't want to say a fight for the Big 12 because there's a lot of season left, but it's going to be like, it's in your backyard, Kevin. It's in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Well, you know. Maybe if I had access to that backyard, you have a really nice backyard. It gets a little purple in the grass a little bit, but yeah, yeah it it's, a, it's a pretty nice backyard and a tad bit of silver. A little well, bit. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm rooting. I'd be rooting for Oklahoma State in this one just because I've you, never been. Wow. A TC, I've never been a TCU fan. Do you have a frog in Espen? <laughs> a horn frog. Yeah, you got a little frog <laughs> situation at your house by chance. Uh, just, just curiosity, just for research purposes. 
No, I think Oklahoma State will win this one. I think, okay. but I do think, <laughs> I do think it'll be a close match. Right. Um, He's rocking the orange. It'll, it'll, yep. it'll be a tall, t- it'll be a tell of what team. As Anthony said, mm-hmm. the difference maker between the men and the boys. Uh, but a kind of a lower, lower. I mean, we got USC taking on Utah. What are we gonna say if? Because Utah's been the school. Even you, Colin, have said that mm-hmm. it's like. This is my school, my dark horse. This is who I think can do things. They're ranked 20th right now. Right. What if they go take care of uh, of USC? It's in Utah. They very well could. Utah's actually... It's in Salt Lake City, as you mentioned. Um, Utah's U- actually a favorite. And you, I think, especially on defense, you could argue Utah is still the best best, tw- best team Excuse me, in the Pac-12 um, defensively-wise. USC, it's going to take all of Lincoln, Riley, and Caleb Williams' make, uh, brilliance to defeat this Utah team. Um, but yeah, I, you're right. I did have Utah as my dark horse candidate to get in the college football playoff before the year started. However, I just don't think they're as consistent on offense, moving the chains on third down, especially when they get into tight situations, uh, converting and executing at the highest level to be that team. Could they still knock off a USC though? Absolutely. USC is not the caliber athlete where they can just sleep on Utah. And by no means, I expect them to take this matchup lightly, but right. this is going to take everything from Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. And, this and, and this is my thing. I've talked about USC in the past. Everyone knows my opinion on Lincoln Riley. Everybody knows my opinion about USC as a whole and how all that goes. They're, they Don't get me wrong. They're 6-0 and they are undefeated in, in their conference. Let me tell you the teams that they've played though. In their conference alone, they've played Fresno State, beat them 45-17. They beat Oregon State, only edging out a win 17-14. They beat Arizona State 42-25 and Washington State 30-14. Does any of those teams sound like high-caliber teams in the Pac-12? It it sounds like they've been taking care of business of the schedule in front of them. Now, do we buy them completely over the likes of like a Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama? No, but at the same time, you play who's on your schedule and you— handle business and they've looked good doing it now do they have some problems maybe in their offensive line yes do they have some guys in the secondary slash linebacking core that could use some improvement absolutely but i think this is just the first test for them so we can't just automatically assume that usc is the better team but at the same time i have no reason to doubt uh lincoln riley up to this point or Caleb Williams, and that's just, I think, it's going to be the difference in this matchup. I don't know if we're directly taking games, but I'm taking Utah in this game. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. They lost the barely to Florida to start out the year. Mm-hmm. They beat Southern Utah 73-7. to I mean, I, I mean, I, they took care of business, like you said, but the Oregon State team, the USC barely they've, beat. They've always struggled against Oregon State. They beat 42-16. to their, their only two losses are to Florida and UCLA. They've, in my opinion, Utah has played higher caliber opponents. I think Utah could win this game for sure. Give me the Trojans. I would love to say that Utah is going to win this game. Okay, I love Brandon Rising. Okay, he's a good quarterback, Mm -hmm. very good quarterback. Just when you got Caleb Williams on the other side playing QB. Thank you. And you have Lincoln Riley as your head coach. Yeah. Like, I'm... He's, he's he's a top five head coach in college he football is. right now. He is, and 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 everybody was talking all this smack about oh he left Oklahoma go to USC oh mm-hmm. my gosh left him in the dust took took his quarterback too. They're looking good. Yeah, and and I mean I give credit give credit to the to the Utah defense. They're they're elite. Like I'm not gonna sleep on them. They're good. They have a good defense. But the way Caleb Williams is able to play and play um out of the pocket too at times. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna take Caleb Williams in that USC squad all day. Plus, you you just lost to Cal to to UCLA. 
you don't want to lose to another California team. Yeah, true. That's so, true. real quick before we jump to NFL, obviously the elephant in the room is the Alabama-Tennessee game. Anthony, who are you taking? Just real quick. Bama. Okay, Colin? It depends on if Bryce Young plays, honestly. I think that's what it comes down to. I think that you're not going to be the only one that says that. Um, but I'll lean towards the experience of Bama, but I don't feel good about it. If Bryce Young doesn't play, it's, Tennessee's got a damn good shot at home. Yeah, I, I, I basically am on the same train with you. If, if Bryce Young doesn't play, I think Tennessee could very well take take care of them. I'm going to take t- Tennessee either way. I think that... I think that this will be a, a, a tall tale of the underdog. I think yeah. it'll be a tall tale of who's going to be the king in the SEC. Um, Georgia's already number one, so we'll see what happens. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 hold on. You said what? Georgia is number one. I Georgia's know number that. One. I know that. I know Georgia's number one right now. I get it. You said who's going to be king? Yeah, who's going to who's going to take the SEC by storm? And that's going to be Tennessee if they win. Nah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking that. Him. All right. That's well, fine. well, can we talk about? The one who is king, and that's the NFL. Let's talk about the men's league. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night football was very interesting this past week, to say the least. Uh, Colts knocking off the Broncos 12-9 to Couldn't have ended overtime. quick. It could not have ended fast enough. Me and Kevin were watching this game in class, and I legit— I think I started <coughs> listening to the lecture. Yeah. <laughs> I think, started listening in class? Yeah. <laughs> it was It was bad. It was, wow. It was not a pretty sight if you were watching this at home. Uh Russell Wilson, Mr. Very Limited, uh, was just not not informed. Do you just want to go in? Do you want to talk about it? I mean, how I, happy I do. does it make you? I, I, I bet I, it makes you feel really good. Come on. I Well, first of all, that you're so, I, so, I already, so I already said this on a podcast, but I got to say it here, too. Um, Pete Carroll, John Schneider, um, I'm sorry. Uh, clearly, you guys in the building know more than we do here in the studio. And I was wrong that you should not have made this guy the top paid quarterback in the league. Three hundred and thirty million dollars, whatever it would have been. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was a little off on that one. Um, I look, it's it, part of it has to deal with Nathaniel Hackett. Like he's been one of, if not the worst, head coaches in football this year. His ability to clock management, the fact that he's not being creative on offense, it's bad. It's bad. But ultimately, the, the Russell Wilson has to take. A majority of the blame here, uh, in my opinion, for the Broncos struggles. You're the guy who's in the league now for over 10 years. You're the guy who's been a former Super Bowl champion, a multiple-time Pro Bowler. Like he's been around the block. You and got paid before you even showed up <coughs> for the for the damn team. He he knows better than some of those. There was three throws this past Thursday where I sat there and I was just like, out of all my years watching Russell Wilson, and believe me, I never fucking miss a game. Sorry, apologize for cursing. Um, I never miss a game and. He never made those throws, ever, like, to that level. The one where he just threw up a punt up to the air, basically, like an air punt. That was bad. The one where he threw an interception where yeah. you could literally ice the game with a first down. And then, again, trying trying Stephon Gilmore when you had him dead to rights, K.J. Hamler opened to your right, didn't even look his direction. He was you pissed. Go, you go at the former defensive player of the year. I just, it, yeah. it blows my blows my mind. Um, Blows your bleeping mind, Cullen. Bleeping mind, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I guess Pete Carroll, you know what? What did they say? With age comes wisdom. So I guess seventy years old, he's got it all figured out. And what, what he wants? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even Gino's, the locker room has been basically saying like yeah. Russell was kind of like, yeah. I just it's and it's one of those things that Russ. So it's it's nothing new. Like he's always come off as superficial. Not that he's not that he's fake, but he's just 
his personality and that his so uh, peppiness and everything, it rubs guys the wrong way. And when you're the quarterback, you kind of have to have a unifying verse in the locker room. Like, yeah, his, you know, never die, always believes he can win, always believes he can come back. It's great. But at the same time, like, you're talking to grown men here. Like, at some point, you hear that for a certain amount of time, you're just like... You get out of it. Okay, you really dude, do. come on, like, we're... And I think it's maybe wearing his effect in Denver. Um, He's got me cursing on the show for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, how bad he's playing, And so. that's a problem if you got Cullen talking about <laughs> Oh, man. Um, um, but, yeah, no, and on the other side, I mean, Matt Ryan, he looks cooked as well. Like, it just... It was bad. It just... It, no, John... I mean, me and Blake talked about it last week. Yeah. No Jonathan Taylor. No Javante Williams. That game, we talked about it. It, it was going to be... It was gonna be bad. Yeah. Um. And now I'm gonna go ahead and let everybody know now. Don't even watch the game tomorrow. Washington, Chicago. Spend time with your family. Do some homework. <laughs> go read a book. It's gonna be well worth your time to do. You don't want to see the the Titanic quarterback matchup of Carson Wentz and Justin Fields. Oh, that's a great matchup. <laughs> well, Come I mean, now. Justin Fields can't even complete uh, passes to his own the wide next receivers. Great Chicago Bears quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I just literally. I mean, it's nothing against Justin Fields. He doesn't have anything around him. He yeah. has to scramble around and run the pocket like he's got a bunch of silvers playing around him, like he's in Madden. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really ugly. Speaking of the Bears, they did fall this past weekend to the Vikings, twenty nine to twenty two. Um, they're just not letting Fields throw the ball, in my opinion. Like they're not letting him throw it enough. I understand David Montgomery, that rushing attack and everything is what you want to do if you're Chicago on offense. You got to let Justin Fields sling a little more. Mm -hmm. I mean, Darnell Mooney is your one legitimate wide receiver, but I mean, I don't know if Fields has thrown legitimately like 40 passes. I think I saw that he has the least amount of completed passes this year with like, I don't want to say 15, but I want to, I think it was 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 something super duper low. It it was not 15. He completed 15 this past week and he only threw 21 attempts. Um, but yeah, he they, that doesn't help. <laughs> they they gotta take the reins off their second year quarterback, in my opinion. Like just yeah. let him go. Just let him go. I mean, you got Pittsburgh. Like, hey, we're committed to Kenny Pickett. This is our future. If he throws interceptions, if he whatever he does, we're okay with it. We know this is an experiment. We're fine with it. Just, I mean, Justin Fields is still young, but he's this is his second or third year in the league. Second, yeah. second year, yeah. I mean, dude, second let year. him fly. Like, let him do whatever yeah. he needs to do. Like, you, you guys are definitely in rebuild mode. You didn't give him a line. You didn't give him a line. You don't have any receivers to work with other than Darnell Mooney. Your defense isn't that great. You're you got troubles in the locker room. At least you can do is let your quarterback do whatever he needs to do to and experience the league. And especially since he's on the rookie deal, like they're gonna have so much cap space this offseason. If they do not go out there and surround Justin Fields with the you know, squad whatever he, he needs, needs, yeah, that they're going to be in trouble. Next it's going to be bad. Justin Fields is going to want to leave like quickly. But yeah, I, I just want to go back to this this Broncos game, um, just for a quick second. Okay, why are you making me do this? Aren't y'all tired of seeing the Broncos on prime time as much as I yes, am? Very. Well, the, I'm exhausted. The thing is, is, I don't think they'll get it again. Yeah, I mean, so they got the they're Monday going night against one. the Chiefs in prime time. Yeah, they are. It's gonna be a walk in the park. Um, yeah, it's gonna be ugly. But I mean, you know, hey, listen, it'll be a quick one. We'll get to see Patrick Mahomes and oh, Travis yeah. Kelsey. So, yep. so speaking of Patrick Mahomes, this week, this weekend, I should say, he takes on the Buffalo Bills. Both four and one. Both. Everybody. I mean, I don't well, think I hey, need to lay it. Down. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. We got to talk about Monday night. We got to talk about them scoring four touchdowns against the Raiders. Okay. Well, well, I just he, wanted. To, I just wanted to open up with saying he just wanted to talk about he, Superman a, Patrick Mahomes. I just wanted to open he just, up. With he's saying, just so excited for this game. Like, oh my god! It's just, <laughs> I just want to open up with saying because we are going to talk about the Chiefs and you know everything, but for the first time in his career, at home in his first forty-one starts for the Chiefs, 
for the first time, he is ranked as an underdog at home against the Bills. I'm not surprised. He is. Who's surprised? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I am. I'm, not. I'm actually, Mahomes I'm actually been, very surprised. Patrick Mahomes, so far in his career, he's been the underdog only eight times. Yeah. I he's, know. he's six and two in those games. You're right. And he, I, 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 Buffalo to me, it's one of those interesting things, right? Where, so I had the Chargers winning the Super Bowl this year. I, I think a bunch of other people had the Bills winning the Super Bowl. The Bills are getting a lot of credit uh, for obviously being a really talented team and everything. But when it comes to playing Kansas City, they haven't had the most success. In fact, the last two postseasons, they've been eliminated by those same Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yep. And where's this game this upcoming week? Arrowhead. In Arrowhead. One of the most electric, loudest stadiums that you can play in. Not only that, right? Patrick Mahomes, If by the way, for PSA, for anybody watching or listening into this podcast, if your list of best quarterbacks in the league does not start with Patrick Mahomes at number one, throw away your list, burn it, do whatever you have to do. It's not correct, okay? Patrick Mahomes, what he is consistently able to do on a week-to-week basis, oh, my God, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. Oh, you know, you know, we'll see if he's even the best quarterback in his own division. Oh, my God. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Consistently do a week-to-week basis, he is able to get the job done no matter what the circumstances are, whether you're playing two-shell, whether you're playing single-high. Does not matter the circumstances, whether he's down 10, whether he's up 11, whatever it is. He is the best quarterback in football. I mean, he came back, right, from another 10-digit deficit this past Monday night on football against the Raiders. In NFL history, everybody that is active playing, not even the great Tom Brady, the GOAT, has a win percentage of over 40% when when trailing by 10 points in the game. Patrick Mahomes has almost a 60% win percentage when he is trailed by 10 points in the game, any point during the playoffs. During his Super Bowl run, he literally had three straight games where he came back down from double digits to come back, and he did it again on Monday night. There is no argument of who's the best quarterback in NFL. It is number 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's just get that straight first off. I agree. Yeah, I mean, and it's like you look on paper, his stats are off the wall ridiculous. But then you you tune in, you watch the game, and it's like, this is this is the the plays that he's making is incredible. The sidearm ability, the playmaking ability, it's just I don't know. It, it's it's almost hard to even put it into words how good he is and the the way that he can move a defense and the way that he can move an offense. I mean, you said it. Losing Tyreek Hill, you got a bunch of players that everybody's like, eh, you know, he's not. They're not that great. They're a bunch of twos and threes on other teams. Juju hasn't even played that well this year, and they're making plays. Have they're you, making plays out of playmaker the playmakers that they didn't know they had. I mean, have you really even heard Marquez Valdez Scantling's name being called this year? No, that was one of their big signings to replace Tyreek Kill. Juju, nothing. Yeah, nothing. I mean, Grant Travis Kelsey. We you, you can't obviously let him. He caught four touchdowns. This right, past of night. course, yeah. Um, and he's still the best. Excuse me, tight end in football, but Mahomes. It doesn't matter. Like he can make anybody a playmaker. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing to second and third string tight ends. He's throwing to guys that like may not even make the roster you, on some other. Do you know teams. who do you know who their longest tenured now that Tyreek Hill's gone? Do you know who their longest tenured wide receiver is? Uh Nicole Hardman, maybe. It is McCall Hardman. Oh wow. That's incredible. <laughs> he, we're talking about McCall Hardman, the same wide receiver three slash four, their Super Bowl run. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy that was drafted to quote unquote replace Tyreek Hill when he was going through the off the field stuff. Or whatever. Um, and now he's literally taking the field and he's... He knows the most of the offense out of the wide receivers, okay. which is insane. Okay, I'm not saying anything bad about the Chiefs. We're not Jeez. either. We're just... It's no. insane how I'm, they're I'm playing. I'm speaking to those who are. Oh, yeah. They, That's why I was looking at the camera when I went on my rant. There. I know. I, I get it. Just, I felt a little attacked a little bit. Yo, well, you're, you're in my bit. line of sight. So, okay. I don't, I, I, so I don't no, know. No. Just before <laughs> when we jump I was off looking the, at me. Just before we jump off the Chiefs, I don't know what's more crazy. The fact that 
the uh, Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns. So the fact that he only had 25 yards. I think it was 20. I would say the, the crazy for me, crazier would be. Well, am I wrong? Yards. Did he have more than that? Well, I think he had 27, but I think it was, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little correction. It's fine. It's fine. It's but fine. like, but that's, it's that's crazy. It is crazy. But the fact is that he is a red zone, red zone mismatch nightmare. nightmare. Um, and he did the best that he could. And I think they realized that like they were going to bracket him or try to bump him off the line of scrimmage, uh, meaning the Raiders. So he was just looking at any receivers. And then once he got into the red zone, he's just like, okay, I got, I got 87. What do you guys got? Nothing. Yeah. And that was, that was ultimately mm-hmm. what was the difference in the ball game. So do we want to go talk about the bills or do we want to talk about the situation that happened? Well, so there's, there is some, there is some stuff that we'll get into with that. Um, He's referencing the Devontae Adams, I'm assuming, yeah. uh, incident after the game. He is facing criminal charges of misdemeanor for assault. The guy is pressing charges. He did have to go to the hospital. Um, obviously, we do not condone the actions of Devontae Adams. Uh, clearly, in the heat of the moment, he apologized immediately to the media and on Twitter afterwards. Um, this was a, just a lack of uh, concentration, a lack of ethics and everything from Devontae. He normally is better than this. He's not a guy that is known to have outbursts like this. And he will face a heavy fine, I would assume, and potentially a suspension. But um, I, I hope for the fans' sake that he's all right. Mm-hmm. But Devontae knows that he can't do this, and I don't expect this to be an issue going forward, but he should face so, repercussions. So I it. saw that the cameraman, he suffered a concussion. Okay, so oh, it wow. was a mild concussion, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because he's a— Because everybody's basically saying a, it's a money grab, but— no. I, mean, I mean, he's a freelance reporter for mm-hmm. um the, the NFL, so— right. Um, that's what you know. You saw, you saw all his equipment and stuff when he was walking by. Um, obviously, we don't condone it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even trying to say I understand where Devontae Adams is coming from with it, with pushing the fan or the freelancer or the worker, whatever. Mm. Um, but taking away that of the pushing, the frustration on Devontae Adams' face and just the way he he is acting right now, taking away from the incident. I, I I get it. You're frustrated as as, as a bleep. teapot. That's that, bleep. That, as bleep. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we we kind of talked about it. Um, at least I have. I've been a very, I've been very forward with my hope for the Raiders to do very well. I mean, I have Derek Carr as my damn quarterback for fantasy football. So like, I've been very invested. How's that going for you? Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I've been very invested in this Raiders team and how the, how good they would play, and they're not playing good at all. Neither sides, offense or defense. Darren Waller's not having a great year. Devontae Adams has had, a, I think, a touchdown every single game, which is good, but Derek Carr's not playing to the best of his abilities. He's just got extended. Darren Waller's not playing to the best of his abilities. He just got extended. The defense isn't playing that well. I, so I, I hate that, to say it's the coach, but I, I think they're they're a better team than their record shows. I don't. I, they've had a really tough beginning of the schedule so far. I agree, but I don't think you're, they're quite as bad as you're making them out to be. I mean, they did score 29 points. If they had converted that two point conversion, I know we could play the what if game all all day right. long. But I mean, they were you in this game with mistake. Kansas City. You can't make that mistake, which is fine. But ultimately, I think the Raiders they have like an easier part of their schedule coming up the next four to six weeks. So yeah. we'll really yeah. see kind of what level of team they are, but. I, I wouldn't. So you're saying the panic. Your, so you're saying not. I'm saying if you're selling your Raider stock, give it to me. 
I'll I'll take it and I will I won't hold it, but I'll just you know I'm not gonna be it's not gonna be in the forefront, but I'll keep it. I'll hold it tight for you. Okay, say, give me your Raiders stock now because well, they're facing the Texans, right Saints, now. and Jaguars. What, what do they say? Buy low, sell high. Hey, it's, man, I'm just it's low I'm right now, do. and I'll take. It. I'm just yep, saying I, I've been riding the, the the train for the Raiders, and I've been trying not to jump off and and. and Sounds like you are. I'm. I'm really not. I'm just saying it's. It's getting close to panic time. Yeah. I mean, you don't lose You've that. Lost, I mean, I, mean it's, I, it's, I get it. I, I get that's, it. That's that's so many games, like close games that you could win that you have not won. You gotta. You gotta start capitalizing on, capitalizing on those games and win. They, they will. If they lose they to the Texans and the Saints, then I'd say, yeah, it's panic mode. Yeah. And you that, beat the Texans and you should beat the Saints. How many people raise your hand that had the Raiders beating the Chiefs this past week? Nobody? Okay. No. Did anybody have them, you know, winning most of their games this year? I had them beating the Cardinals and they didn't beat the Cardinals. I mean that's and that's well, And you can't lose that game going into halftime and that was, like that. That no. was in Arizona. I don't think that I had the Raiders even winning that game. No, that was in Las Vegas. Was it in yeah, Vegas? Yeah, wait, it, it was, was in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Okay, so it was in Vegas. But no, I just it's it's one of those where they've lost a good portion of the games and yes, they gotta execute better, but I'm not really too worried about this Raiders team, personally. Understandable. Um, so moving into this week, because we're running a little bit late, uh, San Francisco, Atlanta, I'm pretty sure all of us can agree that that should be pretty easy wash for San Francisco. Um, New England, Cleveland, uh, you know, Conference USA's own Bailey Zappi is going to be playing in that game. I think Cleveland has been looking a little bit better than we would project them to be. Um, I believe Deshaun Watson's back with the camp now. He's... I don't know if he's he's still. I don't, I don't think, know. He's, I know no. he's not starting, but no. I think he's yeah. back around practice. No, he's not. No, he's not. No. Oh, he's nowhere near the facility. Nowhere near the facility, Kevin. He's oh, at home suspended. chilling. Uh, anyways, we got the New York Jets, the three Apologies. and two New York Jets the taking what? on the three and two New York Jets. The Jets. Oh my J-E-T-S. god. Jets. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taking on the Green Bay Packers. They're not being the Lambeau. Packers. They're not being the Packers. Okay, we'll see. Hey, look. I'm just they look we'll see. The Jets look nice. I'm the not Jets gonna lie. The Jets look a lot better than what they have been. Uh, the we got the new look Jacksonville Jaguars with head coach Doug Peterson taking on. The Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Minnesota Vikings, the 4-1 and Minnesota Vikings taking on the Miami Dolphins. It is uh, reported today that Skylar Thompson will be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, so something to keep your eye on there. Teddy Bridgewater, if he is able to clear uh, concussion protocol, will be Skylar Thompson's backup. Something to note there. The Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints in, obviously, the Superdome. We've got the Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 4-1 New York Giants. That should be a game. I cannot believe that the Giants are this good this late. The Giants that. are 4-1. and one. So, I, I want to ask you all a question. Obviously, you haven't been as rooted in the NFC East, but from afar, NFC East has <laughs> sucked in the past, right? I, I mean, it's I literally been the called past, the NFC least before. <laughs> the past couple years, yeah. You could argue that. So, my dad keeps, you know, whatever you want to say about my dad, he keeps walking around saying the NFC East is one of the best divisions in football. Do y'all agree with that statement? Because I don't know right if I'm now, necessarily right there. R- right now, right now, yeah. yeah. One of the be- if you were, if you were to say the best, I could push back on him. But if you're saying one of the best, yeah, yeah, no, he's saying that they are the best division in football. I don't agree with it. I don't think they're the if, best. If they were, if yeah, I was about to say, if they play tomorrow, if you took all four of those teams of the NFC East and you put them against the AFC West and you they all played each other it a be... separate amount of times, I would lean in the AFC West's favor pretty handily. Yeah, yeah. me too. And that's yeah. not even account, accounting for the AFC North, who's looked really good with the uh, the Bengals, the Ravens, and then the uh, Browns, and well, to a lesser extent, the Steelers. But again, y'all have the Commanders in the division. So. Yeah, you know. Well, 
I mean, there's always going to be the team. There's, there's always going to be that one. Yeah, but, I mean, getting back to it here, we've got the Cardinals traveling to Seattle, taking on the Seahawks in Lumen Field. Uh, obviously, we already talked about the Commanders and Bears taking uh, on each other in uh, Thursday Night Football. Don't have to watch it. Uh, we've got the Buccaneers traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers in the new stadium that I am not going to try to pronounce. Uh, I think it's... Um... <laughs> Akershire. Akershire. I think, yeah, it's Akershire Stadium. Akershire. 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 Akershire Stadium. And that's yeah, why I didn't want to say it. Close enough. Carolina Panthers, uh, without Baker Mayfield, are traveling to SoFi to take on the Los Angeles Rams. And then we've got... Or Matt Rule. <laughs> and then we've got the three, uh, I guess, big games of the week, if you want to call them that. We've got the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, and then on Monday Night Football, the Denver Broncos taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. They're back on Monday again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, obviously, we talked about Kansas City, Buffalo, Arizona, Seattle, you know, whatever. How that, I don't know how that'll go. Dallas, Philadelphia. I know that I'm the Dallas homer and everything, but this game is too big. One of the top three games of the weekend to not talk about. I mean, I mean, I know that we're going to play them again looking from a Dallas' perspective, but Dallas' defense is the only NFL team in the league that has not allowed multiple touchdowns in a game. That is, defense alone has is why we are as good as we are. Is Cooper Rush confirmed starting this yep. game? He, I think that yep. everyone is saying that they are preparing as if Cooper Rush is going to start. Okay. Dak is throwing the wide receivers on the sideline during okay. practice. Okay, and Nothing is straining to Dak starting. Mike McCarthy has already said on ESPN that Cooper Rush will be the starting quarterback for this game, and I am very excited. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, the undefeated, the last undefeated team of the NFL season, the Philadelphia Eagles at home in Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting game. As the NFC East outsider, I guess as you call me, Kevin, Yeah. Um, the Eagles look really good, man. They really, really do. Really, really good. good. I don't know how we're going we, to... So, if our keys are to win this game, for look from a Dallas perspective... You have to find a way to lock down AJ Brown. You have to find a way to lock down AJ Brown. Yeah. And if if you're on the O line, I don't know how we're gonna be able to stop their front. Uh, between Fletcher Cox and and Jordan Davis, that D line that they got is nasty. It's elite. It yeah. Is elite. And their secondary is nothing to sh- shake your head at. Their defense no. is really good all around. Um, yeah, this game is gonna be one for the books. I think. Uh, it's gonna be in Philadelphia too. So. You know that crowd's going to be rowdy. Yeah, I still have Dallas winning this game just because how elite their defense is. Um, it's, yeah, I'm just excited for the game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I mean, you know, yeah. these two are two very big rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, one has a Super Bowl ring in this time, and one doesn't. And um, the Cowboys are upset about that kind of still. But... Um, I, You're saying like as of recent memory, because the yeah. Cowboys obviously have five. So oh, I, yeah, I, I know think. that. I'm just saying like well, this time, like 2000 and on, your lifetime, basically. from 2000 yeah. to 2022, got, we don't have a ring. I got gotcha. you, right? Um, but okay. I, I got, think that I, I like, like, and and I was thinking about this too. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, you know, and I may be thinking a little crazy. You know, Philadelphia did win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. You know. I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, I don't know that, what you're alluding to. I'm not saying that Dallas is going to make it to a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, but you're really grasping. You're really. It kind of sounds like that's exactly but, what you're saying. But what I'm right. saying is, is that even if Cooper Rush doesn't be isn't our quarterback and Dak does come back, my thing is that Dak Prescott, if he can learn how to play, like in in Mike McCarthy's system. 
the way that Cooper Rush is playing. I think you mean Kellen Moore's system. Yeah, yeah. Kellen Moore's system. Um, either way, if 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 Prescott can learn how to play in that system, I think they'll be fine. Because I'm sure Kev, you can agree, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. Well, I think that's that's the nine. Yeah, obviously, he's yeah. a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. And I give Cooper Rush props for being unbeaten, unbeaten, and so far, but. I, it's this defense, man. This defense is firing on all cylinders. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to lose a game when you don't give up multiple touchdowns, to be honest. Um, their defense is holding teams down so they can win, and, they, and Cooper Rush can game manage. If you can come in as a backup quarterback and just simply game manage, you're going to win most of your matchups, mm-hmm. um, and that's what he's been able to do. Now, when you turn around and you look at Philadelphia, they are stacked all around. It's hard to be looking at an area that they're not stacked in. Miles Sanders is looking ahead for a 1,400-yard season. Jalen Hurts is already is looking to be like all over. He can he can pass. He can run. He can score. I think I saw a stat. He has more touchdowns in his first 25 games than Cam Newton did rushing in his first mm-hmm. 25 games. Wow. Um, this Philadelphia team is nasty. They're stacked. I don't think, I mean, it's very obvious that they're very good. Uh We'll see what we'll see what happens. That Dallas defense is going to be the real testament of what we're worth, to be honest. Yeah. Real quickly, we'll just jump to Chargers Broncos before we get to the main event of the weekend, as it like to be. Chargers are winning. They're Chargers are done. Winning. Yeah. Chargers are more than likely going to take care of the Broncos in in pretty clean fashion. If they don't, Brandon Staley's seat just got real hot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But moving on, I think this this game, not to hype it up any more than it has been, but this could determine who's the top dog in the NFL personally, in my opinion. The Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, in Arrowhead, as you mentioned, Anthony, the Bills are favored minus three on the road. What are y'all's thoughts going into this big so, game? So I saw I saw that Sean McDermott said something about Tredavious White. Is he going to be returning to the team? Uh, he's. I don't know if he's going to play this weekend, but the, he has talked about that it's a possibility. So it could be just something that they're just trying to throw in late just to maybe throw in a wrinkle into the yeah. Kansas City game plan. But, yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd be very skeptical to see so, if he plays. So the Bills' defense is really good on paper, but they've had a lot of injury concerns. Jordan mm-hmm. Poyer hasn't played the past two weeks. Right. Um, he, I don't know if he leads the team in intercept or leads the league in interceptions, or he, he's up there, though. I think he has, yeah. like, three or four. Um, obviously, they have Von Miller. Um, they are very stacked on the defensive side anyway. If they can get Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Mike, uh, I think Mike Hyde's out for the season, right? Uh, he's out for the foreseeable. I don't know if it's confirmed that he's out for the year, but he's out for the foreseeable future. So if you can get these three guys back towards your late run to the playoffs, this Bills defense is going to be very, very scary if they get to the playoffs with those guys. If they don't, they still have a very solid defense, but if they get those guys, that's an elite talent defense we're talking about. Um, and look, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes is known for picking apart defenses. He's done it to he's done it to Tom multiple times, um, and he's done it to very high caliber teams. That I mean that that matchup last year between Buffalo and Kansas City is one of the best I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, but I just I think that Buffalo is different. I think that they've already faced their trials with beat with uh, with their loss to Miami. Um, Kansas City had that awkward loss to to uh, the Colts, so it's like you know every good team is gonna have that loss where it's like mm-hmm. okay, you know, you know, felt 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 a little bit different. 
I don't know who to, I, I I I hate to be the one to say this, but it kind of sounds like it's a coin toss between the two. So I don't know. I mean, with Buffalo being favored on the road, basically what it's Vegas in is Arrowhead. Though. No, but that's what I'm saying. In Vegas is what they're saying is is that if this was in Buffalo, Buffalo would be favored by like almost a touchdown. Which yeah, I, I get that. Which I, I, just, that. I just don't know mm. if I'd agree with that. I don't agree with it either. Like I think that's way too many points. This is like 50-50 if it was a game. And I just, me personally, I, I'm looking at Kansas City, and I get that they're not quite at full strength. They've got their own injuries that they've been dealing with. But at home in Arrowhead, I got to see Josh Allen do it before I'm able to pick these guys to win in Arrowhead. Yeah, you're I right. mean, like, Kansas City's been in the last four AFC Championship games. When they, they So when Buffalo lost to Kansas City last year, was it in Arrowhead or was it at Buffalo? It was I can't at remember. Buffalo. No, it was in Arrowhead. It was? It was in Arrowhead. Yep. Oh, man, that's such a tough They've environment to play They've lost the last two, two times oh, in the postseason wow. in Arrowhead. The first one was in the AFC Championship game. Last year's was in the uh, divisional round. Here's what here, here's my take, because you guys have been talking all about these Chiefs, this whole show just about. He literally just went on a whole Breaking bills. down Patrick Mahomes. Let's bring up Patrick Mahomes right into the NFL segment. Kind of hard not to, to be honest. All this stuff about Patty, 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 Patty. I get it. Superman, Patty Mahomes. All right. But let me tell you something about good old Josh Allen and then Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. My thing is this. I on, on paper, if I look at the roster, obviously I love the roster from the Chiefs, but I just think the Bills have more weapons. I just think they have a lot more weapons on offense, and that defense is just as elite as the Chiefs. Now, look, I'm no betting man, but I know it's very, very hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes at times, just as it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, too. But Patrick Mahomes has looked amazing this season, obviously, but that doesn't mean Josh Allen hasn't either, and we all know that he has this game circled for a reason. He probably Mm -hmm. had this game circled when the schedule came out. The facility Mm -hmm. had the game circled. Thank you very much. The the custodians had this game circled. All the guys that they're bringing back know what this this game is worth. Absolutely. Everybody knows that Mm -hmm. this is for not only revenge, but this is for who's that upper echelon team in the AFC? Who can knock off the Chiefs? And if they can do it, how many times can they do it? Right. Because I believe they beat did they beat the Chiefs one time last year, right? Or did yeah, they lose they, both times? No, they beat them in the... Because uh, they beat them in the regular season. Yes. So I guess it would be both times then. Okay. Yeah. So there may have been one year in the regular season where Buffalo came out with a victory, but... It's 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 favor, it's favored to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And if they could beat the Chiefs, then it's like, hey, maybe Buffalo really is that team. They might really be that team. Because... Here for the past few weeks, it's all been Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's understandable. Yeah, it's very understandable. But the Bills team is very stacked. You still have Stephon. You still have Gabe Davis. You still have Isaiah. I think Isaiah McKenzie's actually out. Um, you have you have a very good running back who can also catch the ball. Devin Singletary. Uh, mm-hmm. Dawson Knox can be a great tight end whenever you need him to be. I mean, that offensive line is very stacked. It's very good. That the team, both teams are very well rounded. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a straight up coin flip. But I think, I think Kansas City just has that edge just a little bit. I, it's it's going to be a very close game. Don't get me wrong. Buffalo could go very well and win this game. A lot of people have been talking about them as the potential favorite uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl odds and everything. I, I just man, you got to show me. You got to yeah. show me. Yeah. You got to win an Arrowhead for me. That's fair. Like you have to. You have to do That's it. That's fair. So. We've talked a lot of football here, uh, about an hour's worth. Do a we, lot. Do you want to talk about some playoff baseball? 
Let's uh, let's go ahead and let's do, do it. Do you want to talk about some playoff yeah, baseball? You, you know do what? you want to talk about one of the biggest <laughs> so, games that just so, happened yesterday? So typically, I'm the one that uh, goes on the rants, right? In Houston? So typically, I'm the one who goes on the rants. Mm. Cullen has gone on two so far. I'm ready for his third. Oh. Come on. Let's give it. Oh, let's go ahead. Goodness. Okay. Let's do it. Just take so, a deep breath in. Zach's not here. You can say what right. you want. Exactly. Oh. exactly. Now, he, he I, will listen he to this podcast. He taunted you hard. I, I was about to say it. Well, I already, I already uh, cursed I'm, one I'm time sure on you. the show, so I'll I'll kind of take it easy here. Let's take some deep breaths. Just, I think it adds <sighs> to the emotion. You know? Yes, just, yes. just a little one. Decompress. So if you are not uh, aware of what happened yesterday, there was the... MLB divisional round matchups between the San Diego Padres, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Cleveland Guardians, the New York Yankees, Philadelphia Phillies, and the Atlanta Braves, and my Seattle Mariners versus, as the aforementioned, Zachs and many other Houston Astros. So I'm going to talk about the Mariners and Astros first because I need to talk about this. The Seattle Mariners, I've already went on the rant of how long it took them to finally make to the postseason, Right. And they finally broke that streak, and they won the wild card matchup against the Toronto Blue Jays, and they got to this point. It's a very high level, you know, accomplishment. Like the season's expectations have been met, and we're exceeding everything in terms of Mariners fans' expectations up to this point. But now we get to the Houston Astros, right? You know, the team that was the number one overall seed in the American League. They've obviously been a very uh, recent World Series champion. Um, everyone knows who the Astros are if you watch baseball. Um, they're one of the better teams in baseball, cheating scandal or not. Like they're a very talented team. Um, and it was in Houston to start the series and you, <laughs> you're going up against Justin Verlander, arguably who's going to be the AL Cy Young this year, winner this year. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if we can maybe steal one of these games in Houston, one, just one, maybe we can have, make this a series and make it go deep. I mean, again, I, I would think the Astros go. I told multiple people, I was like, I don't know what kind of realistic shot we have. I mean, the Astros are such a good team, deep, everything. They get into the game, and it immediately starts off with Seattle jumping all over Justin Verlander. They scored four runs in the first two innings, added another two in the fourth. I mean, just completely jumping on the Astros and really jumping out to an early lead. Uh, at one point, being up, I believe it was 7-3 to three, uh, after seven innings, and I'm sitting there thinking, it's just the, the, the buildup of the hope. You know, just sitting there, you're just you're feeling good. You're just like, okay, you know, we could really have a chance to steal momentum here. Maybe, uh, I mean, it's David and Goliath almost situation where it's just you're, 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 you're taking a big shot and you're firing all your big just haymakers and you're landing. And, you know, the guy's bloody and he's getting checked up in the corner and everything. The Astros, you're on top. You're on. You just have to close it out. And then we go to the bullpen. And... Logan Gilbert did a really phenomenal job. I mean, you went a little over five innings, only allowed three earned runs. You can't ask much more from a guy starting his first playoff game, honestly. Um, Brash obviously did his thing. Uh, Diego Castillo. Andres Munoz, who had a really good series, this past series against the Blue Jays, ultimately um, kind of started off, let get, gave the Astros momentum. And then we get to the ninth inning. Uh, Paul Seawald, you know, obviously kind of put the Mariners in a situation. He's been one of our favorite guys to go to in these situations. He obviously doesn't look like he has it. And then out of all dudes, you could have brought out of the bullpen. Mm-mm-mm. Out of all dudes, you brought the guy who, as much, as crazy as it was, he was the American League Cy Young winner this past season. The guy you signed over from Toronto, Robbie Ray, who's had the 
weirdest haywire gene of just being able to just go crazy and not get his pitching location where it needs to be and giving up home runs and this, that, or the other. And I just, the second they put him in. You knew no, it was over. Oh, I knew. I, I was like, we're, I, I already cursed, but the curse word that I said on the podcast is what I was feeling at that moment, that we were bleep, right? And I was just, I was sitting there and I was just like, just waiting for it because it was Jordan Alvarez, one of the best hitters in all of baseball coming up the bat. And I was like, you put in this guy. And I understand Robbie Ray, we're getting paid. He's one of our, you know, so-called better pitchers and everything. I was just like, not in this spot. He's a starter. You don't put him in relief in this spot in the most pivotal potential game of this entire series. It's just, it shows the the Mariners just inept, inexperienced, going up against a seasoned veteran. And then you know the rest. Jordan Alvarez takes Robbie Ray deep. It's a walk-off home run for the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. They are now up 1-0. to zero. I mean, I was talking to Zach before this. I wouldn't be surprised if they just run through the next two games. Like, that was such a deflating loss if you're a Mariners fan, if you're part of the Mariners organization. I, I hope the team doesn't feel that way, but I just, it was such a gut punch just to just watch that all unfold. I think, I think <sighs> the thing that sucks is it's such a deflating loss for the Mariners, but it's such a momentum builder for the Astros. It's like, hey, we were down by a lot, and we turned this thing around, and we hit a, like, we're good. We're still good, and we can still do this. But if you're the Mariners, it's like, damn, we had them right where we wanted them and just couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to take it a different route. I mean, if you're the Mariners, okay, you lost by one. Okay, it's a home run. Okay, I get it. Seven to eight. Is Verlander their best pitcher for yes. the Astros? Yes. So, I mean, at least you got that out of the way. Yeah, I mean, look, one, keep your head up, Cullen. Ah, it's, I know it's I know it's a rough loss. Get like, that mic up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, get that mic up there. Keep your head uh, up it's, high. It's so deflating, man. It's just like it's it's like look, if you're the Mariners, at least you know you can rack up the score. You just got to close the game out. Like it really started in the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. You have two homers, and then you get three in the in the ninth. Right. Like, what are you doing? Like. <laughs> Like, I don't like know. from the what from, were we doing from the <laughs> from the fifth manage. from the fifth to the seventh inning they couldn't hit anything for the Astros no. like there was no score on the board. Well, yeah. their bullpen did phenomenal yesterday. Well, let's not make so, him sorrow much so, longer. So, Cullen, I'm going to ask you this question. No, what he's going to he's going to continue. My yeah, sorrow. he's going to keep. Going. What do you think the Mariners need to do in this next game? Well, listen, <laughs> excuse me. We have uh, you got the man coffin. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we have our ace coming up here in game two, which is why it was so deflating because if we were to somehow get a, this win going in with our ace coming into game two, we really could have built on some momentum and we could have really made the Astros sweat and really kind of force it on them. Now we're almost kind of in a position where, okay, if we don't get this win with our ace, uh, Castillo, excuse me, um, we're really behind the eight ball here. And going back to Seattle, you really don't want to be down 0-2. Like, don't be wrong, there's no other pitcher I'd rather have Starting game two, that that is kind of the one bright side, but yeah, we just it would have been nice to get that. It would have been, yeah, it would have been being the underdog. I feel that. I understand. Uh, For other baseball news, Phillies uh, take care of the Braves seven to six. That's kind of a surprising win with the Braves getting as hot as they've been lately, Uh, clinching clinching first to get over the Mets and everything like that. You know, we're not gonna talk about the Mets, but. Philly's got the win over there. Big time. I mean, I think everybody in Philadelphia is really happy right now, to be honest. Um, 
Yankees get a 4-1 win over the Guardians. They still look good. Maybe even might perform in the playoffs. Who knows? Dodgers-Padres, big-time matchup. Um, everybody knows that that has been a long-awaited matchup between the two. Uh, Dodgers get a 5-3 win. Uh, today, we have the Phillies playing the Braves again. Dodgers taking on the Padres again. Um, and then tomorrow, we'll, we'll have Cullen's aforementioned Mariners take it on the Astros. And then Guardians take it on the Yankees. Um we got some good. We got some good games coming up. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Playoff baseball is here, and despite my sorrows, it's it's good. It's good for the sport. It oh, is yeah, good for the for sport. Sure. Um, what were y'all's thoughts on Max Scherzer basically saying that he got kicked in the nuts when the Mets lost? I mean, that that's basically what it feels like, right? When you're a talented team like that. Yeah, I mean they <clears throat> they worked all that way, got you know won a hundred hundred and one games, just to fall short in the wild card round. I mean that. That was, I think, the most surprising loss out of everyone in the uh, wild card round, in my opinion. They got 6 0 Yeah. Was, I was shocked. It was terrible. Was I was shocked a, they didn't get even on the board. Max Scherzer yeah. had a horrible day. Yeah, he did. And to be honest, he's 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 been a part of a lot of really good, great teams that have gone deep in the postseason, but he did not do his part um, in it that one bad. for the Mets. It looked bad. I mean, the Mets looked like one of the best teams, in my opinion. They, they, they looked really good this season. Early on, they really did, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, the playoffs, I mean, look, I'm the Padres are a good team. No, like, they're they good. Mm -hmm. But I would have, I thought the Mets were going to at least 2-0 them, at least, and right. they would at least get one game. Right. Yeah, I mean, it looks bad. Well, at least you know, because I saw a report earlier um, that if a game, I think it's a game four happens... Um, the Mariners game will be, uh, or the uh, the Seattle Seahawks game will be postponed, so that way you can watch each game respectively. Uh, mm. A little bit of a bright side mm. for you to see money. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of something. But it's going to be all right. Gotta take what you can get. Yeah. Um, closing off the episode, let's talk about some NBA action. Um, what do y'all want to talk about first? Anthony, let's go ahead and turn to you. You are NBA guy. What do you got? What you got uh, for us today? Well, I'm just a sports guy, not just NBA. I can talk about anything. Well, anything and everything. Tell, tell us about Formula One. Actually, I watched Formula One. Actually, um, I don't know who won. Wait, I just could throw him under the bus right <laughs> now. He said he can talk <laughs> about just anything. Just I put can. Him on the spot. I can. Formula One. How do you is... not remember who won? Is like the biggest deal of Formula One right now. I, I just don't remember. There's been a lot of sports. It's okay. It's okay. Just... I've been watching MLB, NFL, NBA, Formula One, cricket, soccer. I've been watching every sport. Hey, Tom Brady is going to be part owner of a uh, pickleball league. Yeah, pickleball. and LeBron. Yeah, so it's, pickleball it's might be getting up there. It's huge, but anyway, um, <laughs> going back to uh, basketball, um, the sports guy here. Um, they, uh, I got to say, Golden State looks like the deepest team right now. Um, there's no reason why I'm going to Golden State right now, but um, is there any particular reason nah. you want to touch on? Ah, I know, think we need, I think we need to talk about everybody's it. just chilling in the pool party. That's all. all. Right. You know? oh, well, some people are diving uh, head first <laughs> or fist first, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but uh, we just went off stream. Oh, okay, so I'll have to fix that later. My laptop didn't stop charging. So. Thank you for interrupting the podcast to tell us that. But. Well, I just <laughs> the, the, it's okay. It's okay. It's, I'm it's giving, fine. I'm just giving you crap. Just got to keep it real. I mean, you stole the laptop charger. So the laptop charger. What do you mean? That's my laptop charger. I'm anyway, in, in um, so basketball what, news, because we are still on a podcast, uh, the Fools on Souls podcast with Cullen Brown, Kevin Walker, and Anthony Council, and special guest Blake Elliott as well. 
Um, Golden State looks like the deepest team. They put in their second string last night uh, going against the Trailblazers. They looked very good. Um, obviously, for all the other teams, the Mavericks look amazing, as they normally do. With They're actually ranked to be a 7-8 seed. How do y'all feel about that? They're going to be fine. Ranked? You mean predicted? Predicted. Whatever. It's not the same thing. But not, anyway. I didn't say it was the same thing. Um, I said whatever. Anyway, as we were saying, the Mavericks look good since they are the hometown team. Um, Luka is projected to be MVP this season. Um, as we know, he slimmed up. He looks good in Euro basketball. And um, I think they're kind of a dark horse for the playoffs. Uh, I know it was just the beginning of the season. But I think, you know, with everybody healthy in the NBA altogether, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great season for them. How do you feel about Victor Wimbanyama? Oh, my gosh. He's an alien, like LeBron said. I've never seen anything like that. He's like he's like Kevin Durant meets Rudy Gobert. Like, it's, the, it's, it's a lot insane. of crossover. Um, I just think, I so everybody knows we got the Greek freak, right? I think I saw something that said we got um, the French alien is what. I don't know if that will catch on necessarily, but. It kind of is a statement to what he is. Seven foot four, eight foot wingspan. I almost feel like French freak. FF. French freak. French freak. But then you can't have two freaks. I, I, well, that's what I'm saying, but I feel like it just rolls off the tongue better. French freak. It does. French freak. It does, huh. if we didn't already have Greek freak. I know. I mean, he's a G. Greek, Greek giant. I don't know. No, nah, yeah. you can't change it, though, because, like... Greek French freak. What? Huh? Greek, no. Greek gigantuan. Oh, sweet mother of peanut butter. <laughs> anyway, and FF. You know? This guy This guy's insane. Everyone's saying his... He, I saw Richard Jefferson, which I'm not the biggest Richard Jefferson fan, but... You're not a fan of anybody in the national media is what we've come to learn. <laughs> well, <yeah>. whatever. <laughs> there you go. Like um, I mean, some people have takes that I don't agree with. I don't have... I, I'm sure a lot of people, majority of people don't agree with half the things I say. Anyway, he said that if LeBron and uh, with and Victor Wembanyama were in the same draft at the same age that... LeBron would be number two. I, I agree. Yeah. As a po- prospect, we've never seen anything like this kid. Yeah, this kid's never. built different. He's 7'5 with shoes on. Like he's, He wears a size, I think I saw a, a 20.5. He wears a size 20 and a half shoe. Yeah, he's he's big time. I mean, he's... No wonder he's at the Nike factory. He's got to get his own shoes made. Now, right. don't sleep on Scoot Henderson. I mean, Scoot Henderson is, is, is just as good as a pros- prospect. Well, not just as good, but he's very good. If he's just as good, then we'd be arguing over who's the number one pick. We know who the number one pick is. I understand, but don't sleep on Scoot Henderson. He's just as good as Victor Wembanyama. Obviously, no, Victor Wembanyama. No, no, he's not. That's what no, I'm he's saying. Not, he's not. No, no, he's not, dude. If he was, then we'd be arguing over who the number one pick would be. It's Victor Wembanyama. Well, obviously, we know that. I'm saying don't sleep on him. That's what I'm saying. Oh, as wait, a that's guard. Part, no, no, that part. It's the. It's not the first part of the sentence that we're arguing with. It's the second part where you say he's just as good. He, nobody is just as good as Victor Wembanyama as a prospect. That's why he's getting the comparisons to like LeBron or any other generational talent that's coming okay. to the NBA. Nobody Scoot, in the draft. Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson is a very, 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 very good number two overall pick. Okay, <laughs> okay there you if go. You are scouts and GMs <laughs> looking for a dynamic, athletic, very good mid-range shooter, then go with Scoot Henderson. That's Obviously, fine. all these teams are going to be tanking this season. Um, from well, the Adam Spurs Silver, Adam to Silver's already came the out. Thunder to I mean Where's, the Houston Rockets. Adam, Most of these teams are going to be tanking. Adam Where's, Silver's already came out and it's like, hey, calm down. We don't want everybody tanking. We still want people compete. No, it, like a third of the league is going to be tanking for this kid. Where Where's Scoot from? I 
I'm not sure where he's from, but I know he's playing for the Ignite. As so, I talked about Ignite. this off off the podcast. Um, so Victor has been in Dallas all summer, um, practicing and training with none other than Dirk's personal trainer. For those who don't oh, know man. Dirk's story, that sucks. Dang, Where's he's gonna he be a, he's gonna be an amazing. I'm talking about Victor. Oh, if he's okay. been training with Dirk's, sorry, with Dirk's trainer, why oh does that God. suck? I'm saying suck is a good thing. Like it sucks because he's gonna be amazing. Dirk is is a Hall that, of Famer. That, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a weird way to. Yeah, I didn't it, understand. But... Anyway, whatever. <laughs> For those who don't know about Dirk's trainer, he went. At, he's always gone about things his own way. He is a scientist in the game of basketball. He makes. He, if you ever see Dirk working out, stretching, he does the most weirdest things. You saw how long Dirk played. You saw how good he was. You saw how much of a unicorn he was. This is the exact guy that Victor needs to be with. Because um, if he's going to want to stay away from injury, it's, it's what he's going to have to do. What, did, what did, you, did you find where Scoot's from? He's from Georgia. Georgia. Scoot from Georgia. He's going to be a baller. All right. Um, we are going to be wrapping it up here. Boys, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, it's October. Watch, watch uh, MLB Playoff Baseball. The NFL is heating up with a schedule winding down slowly. And these college football matchups are going to be insane. Keep up with sports. Keep up with us. Uh, as we like to say, um, grab a stool, be a fool, and I'll kick it over to Kevin before we get out. Yep. Make sure to follow us on all our social medias, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we got more things coming on the way, trying to get trying to get, trying to to get, get our name out there. Uh, if you do tune in, you do listen, make sure to share us, please. It helps out a ton. We're trying to do big things. Um, leave comments as Colin always says get at us on social media let us know what you think what you like what you don't like uh, we are streaming on YouTube and Twitch uh, so be sure to go in watch us our live stream watch it later whatever you want to do um, just tune in in any way possible leave opinions leave your thoughts share uh, yeah alright that's going to wrap it up for episode 41 as always as Anthony mentioned grab a stool and be a fool peace